and want to pass along that knowledge to you. Do not be in the dark about your property management and investment. Schedule your appointment with Coldwell Banker Exclusive Realty and Management at 864-225-3788. Trent also offers coaching on real estate investment. The Clemson Area Chamber of Commerce invites you to play in its fall golf tournament presented by Founders Federal Credit Union, October 15th at Bosco Bell Golf Club. The format will be captain's choice with teams of four and a shotgun start at 1 p.m. There'll be drawings, hole-in-one, and putting contests, and an award ceremony. You must register in advance. Call the Clemson Area Chamber, 864-654-1200. The Clemson Area Chamber of Commerce Fall Golf Tournament, October 15th, Bosco Bell Golf Club. Clemson alum Will here. Clemson fans know tailgating, and since Duck Donuts opened in Greenville, got a new tailgate tradition. It's not a football Saturday without Duck Donuts. In the car, headed to tailgate. You can't beat that combination of cool, crisp air and fresh, warm donuts. It's easy to choose flavors everyone will love. Julie Terry here from Duck Donuts Greenville. It's football season, so let us help you be the tailgating MVP by adding sprinkles in your school colors to a Duck Donuts assortment. Come see us at the Plaza on Pelham or order online at DuckDonuts.com. It sure is hard to make sense of the world these days. At Low Country Mail, we try to keep it simple and have one mission. Make men men again. If you want to lose weight, feel better, and improve your performance in the gym and the bedroom, come see us today. For around 200 bucks a month, we take care of your testosterone labs, doctor visits, and much more. We also offer weight loss plans, peptide therapy, IV, and the amazing P-Shot. At Low Country Mail, we will never turn our backs on you when you have tough questions. Book today, lowcountrymail.com. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mark Childress Show, Season 3, Episode 65. How the heck are you? Hope you're having a great and fantastic Monday. In It's Monday, Jocktober. 11th. If you're a Braves fan, we're going to be talking plenty of Braves during the next hour. I've also got a couple of great guests. David Hood from TigerNet, who wrote a really good article today that captured, I think, where my brain is at on the Clemson Tigers. And it feels like Clemson's thinking the same way I am. So this is either a really good thing or a really bad thing. But David Hood will be here at 725. Uh, we will talk with him. Fax and Childress is going to jump on at 7.50. We're going to talk a little Braves and NFL when Faxon comes by. And then at the top of the hour, 8 o'clock, Coach Dabo Sweeney, Don Munson, voice of Clemson football, it's Tiger Calls. And I'm expecting it to be a mellow show today. How was your bye week? Are you more relaxed or are you more worried about the Tigers? And that's what we're going to talk with David Hood about at 7.25 I'm going to guess that Dabo is going to be mellow and laid back and focused on part two of this season coming up, right? And it starts off in a weird way. Why wouldn't it? It's been a weird season in college football. So why wouldn't it be a weird week for Clemson football playing on a Friday night up in Syracuse, kickoff at 7 o'clock? It's going to be a strange one. And again, the ACC in scheduling – Who came up with this idea? Who thinks it's a good idea to play football on a Friday night in the ACC offices? I think it's a terrible idea. I haven't liked it any of the years that it's been rolled out. Number one, a lot of people are going to be at high school football games on Friday night, including me. 
I will be at a high school football game Friday night watching the Clemson game on my phone. Not the greatest experience in the world. Just don't like the idea of Friday night. I don't like the idea of taking the marquee team. Marquee team in your conference. It's not even close. It's Clemson and everybody else. Even this season, it's Clemson and everybody else. From a popularity, from an attention, from a media coverage perspective, all of these things. And you put them on the road. And not just on the road. Clemson's not going up to Winston-Salem to play Wake Forest. You're sending Clemson all the way up. Farthest trip in the conference, I think it's farther to Syracuse than it is to Boston. Okay, if nothing else, it's easier to get to Boston than Syracuse for Boston College. And you're sending them all the way up to Syracuse on a Friday night. It's absolute insanity. But with all of that said, I'm super positive about it. I'm going to tell you about that in a bit. And remember, the roar is your place for all of your pregame coverage for Clemson football. So starting at 1 o'clock on Friday... You'll have the Tiger pregame show with Scott Reimer and William Quackenbush. Four o'clock on Friday, myself, Daja Davidson, and Reggie Merriweather will bring you the Tiger tailgate show. And then we'll turn it over to Don, Tim, and Reggie for the remainder of the pregame and kickoff from up in Syracuse at 7 o'clock on a Friday night. What are we doing? What are we doing? We'll talk more about that coming up. But I've got to start with this. If you listen to the show, if you know me personally, you know I live and die by my Atlanta Braves. And today was a fantastic day. You, you talk about weird stuff. Let's start with this. Clemson's playing football at 7 o'clock on Friday night. The Braves played a super important playoff baseball game at 1 o'clock today on a Monday. 1 o'clock on a Monday. That's just as bad as the ACC's decision about playing football on Friday. But the good news was... Sellout crowd. And I used to live in Atlanta. Lived in Atlanta for almost 18 years. It's not easy to get anywhere during the business day in Atlanta. That stadium was sold out. That crowd was hopping. Kudos to them. One o'clock. It's crazy. A little bit later in the afternoon tomorrow for game four. And what can you say about Jock Peterson that hasn't already been said, right? Jock Three-run, pinch-hit home run in the fifth inning, and that was all the Braves needed. And that was all the Braves got. Three to nothing was your final. Jock Peterson wearing his pearls, bleach-blonde mohawk, just does what he does. He is one of only five or six players ever now to have two pinch-hit home runs in their entire postseason careers. That's the most. Two pinch hit homers in a postseason career is the most in Major League Baseball history. Chuck Esigian for the 1959 Dodgers. Bernie Carbo for the 75 Boston Red Sox. Jim Leyritz, if you're a Braves fan, you don't like hearing Jim Leyritz, had one in 98 for the Padres and one in 99 for the Yankees. Eric Hensky had a couple, one as an Atlanta Brave. And then Jock Peterson. The first Major League Baseball player since 1975 to have two pinch hit home runs in one postseason series. And again, no human being ever on our planet has hit more than two postseason home runs, pinch hit homers, in their entire careers. That's the kind of thing that we're talking about. And to be honest with you, that's the kind of thing that the Braves over the years have not had in the playoffs. They haven't had that guy. 
Now, they've had him the last couple of seasons. Marcelo Zuna last season, even though he did not hit as well as you expected him, he was a guy that I feel like other pitching staffs feared were going to hit a home run every time that he came up. Jock Peterson's the same way. It's Jocktober. Keep on celebrating. Jock Peterson has four of Atlanta's seven total runs for this series. He has four of them, and he's come to bat just three times. Absolute insanity for Peterson. And thank goodness, I'm not sure the Braves would have scored today. I'm not sure the Braves would have scored on uh, game one on Friday without Peterson. And again, who knows if they would have. It's been a really strange series overall. Hey, five broadband phone lines are open if you want to celebrate with me about the Braves and talk about game four coming up because I've got some questions for sure. 864-654-7627 is the number. A couple of other oddities, I guess, about this series. The fewest combined runs through first three games of a postseason series. So the Braves have played three games in this series. And there have only been nine total runs scored in those three games. Only twice in history have there been less runs scored in the first three games of a postseason series. That was the 1918 and 1948 World Series. Those two. In 49 and 50, there were nine in the first three games. Historic lows. The Braves have not been hitting, but they've been hitting just enough. Again, three total runs as a team besides Jock Peterson. And the Braves batting 200, less than 200 overall. It hasn't been great. But I'll tell you what has been great. Atlanta Braves starting pitchers Charlie Morton, Max Freed, and Ian Anderson. 17 innings pitched, 9 hits, 2 earned runs, 24 strikeouts, and 1 walk. Is this the new big three for the Braves? Is this the new Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz? They were lights out today. And Freed and Anderson were lights out last season. Could be building something really special here for the long term. All right, I'm getting a text. Jock Peterson, if you haven't seen him or watched the Braves play, Jock Peterson, when he comes to the plate, there are players that wear gold chains, silver chains, um, None of them are too garish most of the time, but sometimes they'll have little pendants and things like that. Jock Peterson wears a strand of pearls, like your grandmother probably wore. And until today, I thought they were like fake pearls that he got, you know, from his daughter's playroom closet or something like that, right? Just some fake ones, some toy ones. They're actually real. Jock Peterson said in his post-game press conference today, that the, the, the pearls that he wears are real. I don't even know how to get my head around this. And he said that he went looking for some chains. He looked at the gold chains, the silver chains, and he saw the pearls. And he's like, those look pretty cool. And he got the jeweler to custom make him pearls to wear for the postseason run for the Atlanta Braves. Hey, it's working. And there were, there were fans in the crowd. I saw some little girls. I saw some grown men that had pearls around their necks. Who would have thought? That's what we'd be talking about right now. But kudos to you, Jock, in Jocktober. There's some other big plays in the game. One good, well, actually two good. One absolutely awful. If you didn't get to see the game, early on, second inning, Braves have first and third with one out. 
Austin Riley's on third. Adam Duvall's on first. Travis Darno's at the plate. Darno hits a ball to fairly deep left field. So it's an easy tag-up situation and a run scored for Atlanta with Austin Riley running in from third. But inexplicably, Adam Duvall decides he's going to tag up and go from first to second. The Brewers throw to second base, and they tag Adam Duvall out before Austin Riley scored. No runs for the Braves. Maybe the single worst base running gaffe that I've ever seen at a Major League Baseball level. And I got to admit, was feeling really negative when that went down for the Braves. Really negative. And Adam Duvall, nobody had answers about this after the game. Just a complete brain wrinkle of epic proportions to cost Atlanta a run. Now let's flash forward to the fifth and let's talk about the good. Ian Anderson was lights out for the Braves. Anderson in five postseason starts, 0.76 postseason ERA. He's effectively still a rookie. I mean, he was making some of his first starts ever last year for the Braves in the postseason. And it's just been lights out. But he hit a guy, gave up a double. So it was second and third, nobody out in the fifth inning. The Braves pull the infield in, line drive to left field, or at least along the ground. Diving stop by Dansby Swanson to save a run. And then Ian Anderson ended up pitching out of a jam. Then in the bottom of the fifth inning, Jock Peterson hit the three-run homer. That game really turned in about a 15-minute period today. And as in all things postseason, everything's magnified. Every little tiny mistake, every moment that feels like somewhat of a big moment is ten times bigger. And that happened for the Braves. The Braves did not have any issues at all really pitching through the bullpen until the eighth. A couple of guys on base and Dansby Swanson An amazing play up the middle where he snagged a hot ground ball, stepped on second, kind of jumped over the runner as he was sliding into second and fired one to first for a double play. And then Will Smith, folks, pitched a perfect ninth inning. Don't even know how to react to that. Braves up 2-1. to Last thing on the Braves, and we'll pivot into Clemson. Game four tomorrow, and what should you do? Should you bring Charlie Morton back on short rest? The Brewers have already said they're not bringing their game one starter back on short rest. So the Braves will see a new starting pitcher for the Brewers tomorrow. Do the Braves pitch Enoa, or do you bring back Morton on short rest? To me, it's an easy decision. I'm bringing back Morton on short rest, and then I got freed for game five. Hasn't been announced yet unless it came out on Twitter since this show started. We'll just wait and see what happens with the Braves. All right, the weirdness of Friday night. Folks, Syracuse is no joke. They're not. They're 3-3 three and three on the season, and they've played pretty well in all of their games. This is not the Syracuse that we've seen the last couple of years. It is not. They've been playing pretty well. And they've got an incredible running attack, and that's not what we're used to seeing from Syracuse. We've been used to seeing them throw it all over the lot. They run the football now. Their three losses, total of 16 points to Rutgers, Florida State, and Wake Forest. And these last two games lost effectively at the buzzer. Walk-off field goal, walk-off touchdown the last two games. So they're right in it. They've got a new starting quarterback, Garrett Schrader. He likes to run the ball more than he likes to throw the ball. And then really, maybe one of the best offensive stories of the year in the ACC is freshman running back Sean Tucker. He is the face of the Syracuse offense. Almost 800 rushing yards so far this season. 
Nine rushing touchdowns, which I believe is fourth in the entire country. It's going to be all about the run game for Syracuse. We're going old school. We're going Jim Brown. We're, we're going back in time. It's not this high-octane, run-up-to-the-line, snap-it-as-fast-as-you-can that we've seen so many of the past seasons with Syracuse. And it's going to be interesting. It's always weird up in Syracuse. Two years ago when the Tigers played up there, executed really well. Blowout city. I just don't know what to expect from this Clemson team. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. David Hood wrote an article. Some of the Clemson uh, players are a little frustrated and feeling like they're being ignored by the media and not treated fairly by the media. They lost a game because of a pick six to the number one team in the country. And then they lost a double overtime game to an NC State who's ranked. Clemson should be ranked. It just shows you how weird these polls are and things like that. But the good news is, is I think this Tiger team is a little bit frustrated. Nothing wrong with that. They all went home. Most of them, I'm guessing all of them, if not just about all of them, got a nice little fall break. It was fall break at Clemson this weekend, and it was a bye week. Perfect timing. Get to go home, rest up for a couple of days, get some of mama's cooking, get back to campus. And as you see when we talk to David in the next segment, feeling like things might be shifting a little bit. The Tigers can still accomplish a lot of their goals this season. I've been saying all this for a while, and I'm getting busted on it. But if they can find a way to continue to win games, you can still have a 10-win season. You can still win the ACC this year. If NC State loses to Wake Forest and Clemson beats Wake Forest, that's all that you need to potentially get into the ACC championship game. Two losses by NC State, you still control your own destiny then. There's all kinds of options and things like that. You know I'm a glass half full kind of guy. We'll talk about that in a little bit more coming up. All right, next segment, as I've been prepping you, this entire first segment. David Hood's coming on board. He's been chilling on the bye week. He's a big Braves guy, too, I know. We'll talk a tiny bit of Braves and a ton of Clemson football coming up right after this. This is the Mark Childress Show. Hey, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney of the Clemson Tigers. Fall is the time to enjoy great football with family and friends, but underage drinking should never be a part of the scene. Underage drinking is against the law, and that includes providing alcohol to anyone under 21. It is never okay to provide alcohol to minors. Upstate alcohol enforcement teams are enforcing underage drinking laws this football season. Help keep those under 21 safe and alcohol-free. Check out phoenixcenter.org for more info. Have you thought about the legacy you will leave for your family? David Green would like to help you ensure that you leave a legacy you are proud of. There is no better time than right now to plan for the future. Whether it is a simple will, power of attorney, family trust, or other option, David is here to help you prepare the right plan for you and your family. Call today at 864-271-7940 so they can help discuss your family's legacy. Ranger Nissan of Anderson is not only home of the lifetime warranty, but the winner of the Nissan Award of Excellence for three years in a row. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selections of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. 
Straight to the side of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerDesignOfAnderson.com. When house hunting, no home is the same, so why would realtors be? Making a house a home is one of the biggest decisions you can make, so make sure you have an expert realtor. Trent Smith and his team at Coldwell Banker Exclusive Realty and Management understand the value of finding the right home for you and your loved ones. From new builds to established homes, we know it all and can guide you throughout the full process. Schedule your appointment with Coldwell Banker Exclusive Realty and Management at 864-225-3788. It's fall in a savings time at AgPro, and it's the perfect time to land a John Deere 1023E tractor with loader for just $204 per month, or a powerful 1025R tractor with loader for just $235 per month. Stop by your home team AgPro, and we'll help you tackle your fall chores with a time-saving, money-saving John Deere. Visit agproco.com to see all the fall into savings offers. Offer ends 10-30-21, subject to approved credit. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Whether it's lunchtime, dinner time, or sometime in between, your Pie Clemson has cheesy signature pastas, freshly made pizzas, paninis, refreshing salads, and gelato, sure to satisfy your cravings. Visit your Pie from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily at 111 Earl Street, downtown Clemson, where you can dine on the patio or order to go. Their staff has implemented extra precautions to make sure your dining experience is as health-conscious and delicious as possible. It's fresh and just the way you like it. We'll see you at your Pie Clemson. Hey, Tiger fans, your local Boys Camp Thrift Stores in Seneca and Westminster need your items to help bring hope and healing to boys in need through counseling, therapy, and life skills training. Donate your items for resale or shop their wide selection of gently used items at a great price. When you donate or shop with the Boys Camp Thrift Store, you're changing lives. Call today for a free large item donation pickup, like furniture and appliances, at 822-734, 822-734. You can also visit fairplaycamp.org for store hours, volunteer opportunities, and more. I'm Dr. Frank Armacita, orthopedic surgeon with the Surgery Center at Pelham. I grew up in Clemson and graduated from Clemson University, and in the upstate, we are neighbors. If your joints are worn out after years of golf, tennis, cycling, running, or weekend warrior activities, I believe our team at the Surgery Center at Pelham can make a difference in your life. We revolutionized the same-day total knee and same-day total hip replacement surgery. You'll be walking out the very same day and back home safely that night. Learn more online at surgerycenteratpelham.com. Upstate Hemp and Easley is your one-stop shop for all things CBD. Enjoy outstanding customer service, hemp education, and a wide range of made-in-the-USA CBD products. Enjoy the family-friendly atmosphere and personalized service to find the right products at an affordable price to help with anxiety, insomnia, and inflammation. Offering oils with or without THC, gummies, edibles, teas, lotions, vape cartridges, pet products, and more. Visit Upstate Hemp and experience the difference at 225 South Pendleton Street, downtown Easley. The world is turned upside down, and it's hard to make sense of it all. The alpha male is under attack, and people are more worried about pronouns and toxic masculinity. If you want to get that alpha feeling back, get that weight off, and improve your performance, come see us today at Low Country Mail. We specialize in testosterone replacement and anti-aging. For around 200 bucks a month, we take care of your testosterone, labs, and doctor visits. We also offer ED plans, the P-Shot, and peptide therapy. Book your appointment today, lowcountrymail.com. Welcome back in the Mark Childress Show, taking you up to the top of the next hour. Tiger calls with, uh, I'm anticipating, a very mellow and laid-back coach, Dabo Sweeney, and a very mellow and laid-back 
voice of Clemson football, Don Munson. Because after all, they, they had a bye week this weekend. Hopefully relaxed, took a step away, and get ready for, I guess, part two of the season coming up. Joining me on the phones right now, Mr. David Hood from TigerNet. David, man, I've been celebrating the Braves win. I know you're a big Braves, uh, Braves guy as well, so you as happy as I am? Oh, of course. You know, just uh, I, I'm excited about Jocktober. Jocktober, uh, I think when they play tomorrow, I'm going to wear my pearls. You have and, to. And uh, a Jocktober shirt and see if we can't get the win. There you go. Did you uh, hear him in the post game today? Those are actual real pearls that he, like, got custom made by a jeweler. And nothing would surprise me that Jock Peterson says, but that's crazy. <laughs> he said he thought they looked cool. That's why he's wearing pearls. Yeah. He said he thought that he went shopping for chains and he saw the pearls and thought they looked better. That's what he said. I do have my daughter, McCain, digging around in uh, the playroom. Just, I'm like, you've got to have some old, like, pearls you wore when you were a little girl, right? Somewhere that you could give me to wear tomorrow. So that's her task for tonight, to find those. <laughs> I love it. No doubt. So, uh, hey, David, uh, you know, a great article coming out on TigerNet today talking about the break. And it sounds like some players are coming back and a little frustrated that they're being overlooked by the media or written off by the media. Others are coming back a little more mellow. What's kind of the vibe you're picking up from the team? Yeah, Jamie Scalfi said today that you know, he was a little bit uh, yeah, frustrated that the media has something unranked. Of course, they're, you know, dropped all the way to 25th and one poll, dropped four spots after not playing. And, out of the AP poll, and he said, you know, we're a better team than that, but uh, he also realizes that they just have to take care of business, and it'll take care of itself, and you know, one of the questions I asked him, I said, well, you know, and I wrote this morning, you get to tell the rest of your story starting Friday, and then he said, absolutely, that starting Friday at Syracuse, they get the chance to, to kind of rewrite what went wrong in the, the beginning of the season, and, you know, one of the greatest things that he said was nobody really remembers September. How did Clemson do in September last year, the year before that? You really don't remember, but you remember those Novembers. And, you know, they've still got everything out there ahead of them, and that's kind of what they're focused on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. I'm a super positive guy. You know that. I'm kind of looking at this as turn the page. Everybody went home. Rest up. It can't possibly be worse than before, right? What what kind of things are you expecting? And, and unfortunately, it does start weird, right? You've got to go all the way to Syracuse on a Friday night, which I loathe. But what are you expecting as far as changes, improvements? Uh, what are your expectations going into Friday? Yeah, you know, I thought that they, they changed some things offensively uh, going into that Boston College game. There were some routes that maybe hadn't been showing up, some running plays where maybe they got the guys out, uh, especially Phil Moffa kind of out on the edge a little bit. Hadn't really seen that perimeter run there. And and I think there's going to be a few more wrinkles in there to try and, you know, maybe make things a, a little bit more explosive and, and creative. And uh, I thought it was great today talking to DJ and, uh, we were talking about him missing the throws against Boston College and then him coming back out and working. And uh, he detailed every throw that he missed, how he missed it, why he missed it, why he was out working on it. Uh, I think you're going to see a little bit more focused DJ, Uyangalile, too. And, yeah, Friday's a, it's just weird, just just weird to me. Was there an overarching theme as we continue on with David Hood from TigerNet? When you talk to DJ, did he feel like it's his footwork? Is he overthinking things? Was it something different every time? Yeah, he told me the other night after the game that he kind of felt like it was just losing focus at, at bad times and getting a little too caught up in things, which is something that he wasn't known for in high school. He was known for 
for being unflappable, for kind of being that guy that nothing bothers him. But you know, it's a little different when you're playing at Notre Dame or you're playing against Boston College last year. And you know Trevor Lawrence is the starter, and when he comes back, he'll be the starter. And, you know, this time around, he's the starter. He knows it. And, you know, maybe there's a little extra pressure there. So, uh, um, you know, it sounds like that they've, they've worked on it. They want to continue to work on it. Uh, his footwork, yeah, he admits that can be better. The technique can be better. Uh, kind of maybe not throwing so hard. He said, you know, you see somebody wide open and you want to put it there, and he, he's overthrew Bo Collins, as he put it, twice. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just more than one thing with DJ, and hopefully he's got to be able to put it all together. You know, I heard some of the baseball pregame uh, today when we were getting ready for the Braves game, and one of the analysts gave something that reminded me of DJ or made me think of DJ a little bit, and it was, hey, sometimes a player, a baseball player is in a slump, and they know what they're doing. It can take one swing of the bat. It can take, it could be a foul ball. It could be a ground ball that you hit to short, but something just clicks again for you, and then suddenly you're right back at it and red hot. Do you see any parallels to that with DJ, that maybe there's one throw that he can make that he missed before? or one little thing that might be able to just click it in for him, or are the problems more systemic than that? Yeah, he can get back to it. I mean, I've, I've seen him make these throws in practice. I've seen him with good technique, good footwork at practice before. We know we can do it. And that's why, you know, I, I kind of have been a little bit, you know, wondered why they haven't thrown the ball deep more. That's kind of his forte. His high school coaches said that's what DJ does, that maybe if they just, take a few more chances and throw it deep and let him connect on one of those. And maybe it'll all click for him. And maybe he'll take some of the pressure off. And, uh, you know, that was kind of another thing today. It's just pressure's off now, and, and these guys can go have fun. And, you know, I, I think if, if he can connect on just one, just one, maybe a wheel route, something down the sideline, something deep, um, you know, it'll start to click for these guys. Continuing on with David Hood from TigerNet. David, uh, we look at the Syracuse team that the Tigers will be tangling with on Friday. It doesn't look at all like Syracuse's look from the past couple of seasons. They're not a high-octane, throw-the-ball-65-times-a-game team anymore. They're a running football team, and Sean Tucker's tough to stop. Yeah, he reminds me of Ahmad Bradshaw for whatever reason. Uh, Just tough, dude. Um, They... Running the quarterback, you know, I was talking to, to Miles Murphy about that today. I said, you know, I know that as a defensive end, you've always got to hear, set the edge, play, play with your eyes. And he said, yeah, Brent Venables has been harping on that, the way that they can get a quarterback going in the run game, get the running back going in, in the run game, that uh, this is going to be one of those weeks where you, you just have to play with gap integrity. You have to play gap sound. But he also said that's something we've done all year long, that – they really haven't had the, the, the plays where people have gotten out of their gaps. If they've given up big plays, it's you know been really just in the passing game. So uh, it's going to be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I remember being up there how many ever years ago it was when Syracuse won and, and uh, they were throwing the ball all over the yard and kind of going tempo and catching Clemson with some dead legs. It's just definitely going to be a little bit different experience. Starting to wrap things up now with uh, David Hood from TigerNet. Uh, David, you know, obviously missing Brissy and Davis in the middle. You know, when you think about, hey, how are you going to shut down a good rushing attack? It all starts right there at the pivot point, right? Is that cause for concern for Friday night? Yeah, you know what? I don't think so. I think Ruka Orohoro has done a great job. I think uh, Peyton Page has come in, played a little bit. He's done a great job. 
Trey Williams, uh, Darnell Jeffries, Justin Foster, even though he's been moving outside a little bit, or uh, he's used to playing outside, he's moved inside a little bit. You know, I thought those guys did really well. They held Boston College and and that run and attack down and, and forced Boston College to, to do things through the air. Uh, I think these guys are going to be just fine. I really do. Uh, you know, it's not often that you can lose two players of the caliber of, of Tyler Davis and Brian Bercy. And look, is it as good as when those two guys are in there? No, it's not. But these guys are pretty good. And uh, I think Rook has done excellent. I, I really do. And Trey Williams is one that, you know, I remember seeing him in high school, seeing him out in Dallas at the opening and just Mr. Personality, but also knowing, hey, man, this guy's an incredible athlete. Uh, what I try to tell people is there was a, a player out there, uh, the Rattler, uh, the Oklahoma quarterback, and they were trying to see who could do the biggest split. And Trey was out there trying to do splits with them, and then they were trying to see <laughs> who was going to run the fastest 40, and Trey's out there trying to run the fastest 40 with him, you know, at 305 pounds. It's just the kind of kid that he is, and, and that's what you've got there. And I think these guys are coming along, and you know, you go, oh, my goodness, all these guys have a chance to come back next year, too, which, uh, you know, makes you, if you're Brent Venables, you just go, man, I get all these guys back uh, next year. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, no, that is unbelievable and is it's going to be amazing. Hey, I saw the depth charts dropped uh, today, I guess a little bit earlier than they normally do. Everything looks essentially the same as we saw the last time the Tigers played. Are you picking up any vibes about players we might be seeing more of or less of on Friday night? No, I think, you know, we might see a little bit more of that uh, Phil Moffat dude. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> man, you know, eight carries on Saturday. I've got a friend who plays fantasy football, uh, college fantasy football, and he said, you know, how many was Phil going to get last week? And I said, yeah, I think maybe five would be at the top end. Well, I was wrong about that. He, he, got, he got eight and maybe deserved more. And, you know, I think as he gets more comfortable with what he's doing, we're going to start to see more out of him because he brings something to the table like – you know, Kobe Pace is a, a between-the-tackles guy. He can run straight line. He's got good top-end speed. But, man, Phil Moffa brings a little something to the table. I haven't seen out of the Clemson back in, you know, since maybe ETN. And that he's got that wiggle to him, and he's got the spin move. And, uh, you know, he can make people miss. That spin move is beautiful that he put on the Boston College defender. And, uh, I think you're going to see a whole lot more of that guy. Yeah, hopefully Phil Moffa running in space is a common theme on Friday night. That's uh, The Tigers could definitely use that. Hey, Dave, before I let you go, uh, what kind of content do you have planned before you make the trip up to Syracuse later this week? Oh, yeah, got, man, we've got more coming from Dino Babers. We've got Dabo Sweeney tomorrow at 11. We've got DJ talking about his problems with the throwing game, why he was out there doing the extra throwing. Uh, I asked all the players what they did during the open date and how they were preparing for the grind of the season. Got that coming in the morning. And uh, Miles Murphy was great today. Uh, Skalski got another story coming with him. A lot of stuff coming. Yeah, by the way, before you go, was Saturday, I'm guessing you got to watch a lot of college football. Was Saturday like a top five college football day of all time? I mean, it was just great games from beginning to end. It was. It was incredible, you know, and it was kind of funny that uh, I've got one of those apps that tracks where you go, and I looked, and I hadn't left the house since, like, 3 p.m. Friday, and this is late Sunday. And I go, boy, you can tell I sat around with a remote control in my hand for a long time, can't you? And, man, you know, that, that Texas A&M-Alabama game was just riveting. It was thrilling. It was fun to watch. And I'm clicking back. I'm watching Michigan and watching Iowa and Penn State and just all these different games and uh, Wake Forest and Syracuse. And, 
Uh, you know, by the end of the day Saturday, the remote control was telling me that the batteries were low and I needed to change them. That's that's how bad it was. There's no shame in that. It's a bye, it's a bye, well, it's an off week. We're not supposed to call it a bye week, right? Because that's in a tournament or whatever. But it's an off week. You, you should be able to, to rest and chill on the couch. That's what I did. There's no shame in that, David. None at all. <laughs> I hope not. You know, it's it's one of the things that people kind of forget. You know, if you, if you do this as a business, even you know road games, uh, away games, bowl games, we don't really get the chance to just sit and watch a lot of college football. And no, uh, man, I just loved it. Just absolutely loved it. No doubt, and then we get the weird chance because ACC, for whatever reason, plays games on Friday nights. We'll get a chance again this Saturday. Watch Clemson win Friday night, then you can watch some college football this Saturday as well. Hey, uh, David, man, always a kick having you. Thanks for making some time for me this evening. Hey, I always appreciate you having me on. Have a good night. You too. David Hood from TigerNet, senior writer over there. Fantastic. At M. David Hood on Twitter. If you're not following him on Twitter, man, you're doing Twitter wrong, in all seriousness, because David's great. And again, go and read that article that he wrote on TigerNet where he talks about Skalski and feeling like Clemson has just already been completely written off by the media. And also talking about Dabo and kind of it's a refresh, right? It's part two of the season. First part's over. You can't do anything about that. It didn't go the way you wanted it to. You're three and two right now. But a lot of your goals are still in front of you. A ton of your goals. You can still extend that 10-game win, 10-win season or more streak. You can still win that. Folks, I'm telling you right now. Mark the tape right now. There is still a chance, I think a very good chance, that Clemson could win the ACC this year. They can. Just keep winning football games, one at a time, hopefully starting with Syracuse on Friday night. All right, coming up uh, next, we will open the phone lines again. If you want to jump in now, you know what the Vibe Broadband phone lines are, 864-654-7627. Jump on. I'll talk to you. Fax and Childress is also going to be here as well. This is the Mark Childress Show. See no solution or exit out. I'm grinding it out. No one can see. The impression's growing. For over 30 years, Tigertown Graphics has been Clemson's source for one-of-a-kind t-shirts, fleece shirts, ponchos, and everything else that's authentically Clemson. And when we say authentic, we really mean authentic. Who knows fans better than fans themselves? Made in Clemson by Tiger fans for Tiger fans. With tons of new designs each year, Tigertown Graphics is your go-to for everything Clemson. There's something for everyone. Visit Tigertown Graphics in downtown Clemson. Hi, this is Jeff with the Pound Cake Man in Clemson. Now that school is back in session, it's time to get ready for fall sports and tailgating. And the perfect ending for your meal is a tasty made-from-scratch pound cake from the Pound Cake Man. We've got over 80 different flavors to choose from in whole cakes or cupcakes, regular, gluten-free, or dairy-free. We also offer free delivery anywhere in the Clemson area so we can surprise a student or office on a special occasion. Check out our bakery on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson or our website, lbcakes.com. Order online or give us a call. The Pound Cake Man, just delicious. But we have a truck leaving with a big order on Tuesday. Tina's floor manager retired, leaving her tortilla factory flat out. What do you mean she's on a silent retreat? She must fill the role and all those orders. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Schedule virtual interviews and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. 
Face it, local drives our economy. Shop local, eat local, locally grown, locally sourced. What about local expertise? At Allstate, Stephen Fisher is just that, a local. Contact Clemson Allstate Agency, Stephen Fisher, so he can help you with protection that's right for you and the things you love most. Allstate, are you in good hands? Stephen Fisher Allstate, above Kite Hill Brewing in Patrick Square, 144 Thomas Green Boulevard, Suite 234, 643-2895. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Welcome to the Mondays catch a bad rap, but they aren't that bad. Half the morning is spent telling everyone how epic your weekend was. Then you delete hundreds of emails. Next, a second cup of joe. And just when you think about working, looky here, it's lunchtime. And that means Mo Monday, where you can take your sweet old time to enjoy an awesome burrito, chips and salsa, and a drink for only $7.99. By the time you get back and stare at the clock, it's practically Tuesday. So liven up your Monday with a great Mo Monday deal. It's home renovation season. When's the last time you thought about replacing your cracked, ugly driveway? You can always tell who has the newest driveway in the block, and guess what? That can be you. Call Madewell Concrete Greenville today. Mention you heard this ad on the war for $500 off your project of 800 square feet or more. They even offer 12 months no interest financing. What are you waiting for? Call Madewell Concrete at 864-249-7138. You'll thank me later. Get 0 for 72 on a new F-150 at Fairway Ford. That's right. For a limited time, get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2021 Ford F-150 pickups. While they're still available, choose from in-stock trucks and get 0 for 72 or special order your new 2021 F-150 and lock in 0 for 72 for when it's delivered. Don't miss the best deals of the year on in-stock and special order F-150s today at Fairway Ford, where we're always open at fairwayford.com. For seven years running, Diamonds and Gold Direct has been named Anderson's Best Jewelry Store. From a vast collection of engagement rings to their designer collection, Diamonds and Gold Direct has earned their place as Anderson's Best. So stop in and see what makes Diamonds and Gold Direct your favorite jeweler. Diamonds and Gold Direct, Anderson's Best Jewelry Store, Main Street, across from the mall. Diamonds and Gold Direct, we're your diamond source. I'm Kathy Witham with the Surgery Center at Pelham. Safety is one of our main concerns with any surgery. I receive calls daily from patients confirming that they will go home the same day without a hospital stay. Our team understands this concern. No one wants a hospital stay during the pandemic. At the Surgery Center at Pelham, we continue to perform in a safer environment and get you home in your bed the same day without a hospital stay. Learn more online at surgerycenteratpelham.com. Edwards Ford in Wahala does things different, and that includes the ultimate customer experience. Edwards Ford has recently launched the Edwards Car Care Club, which includes exclusive perks like a free lifetime powertrain warranty on any new vehicle purchase, free vehicle delivery within 150 miles of their dealership, free first-year maintenance, and even a no-questions-asked three-day exchange policy. Visit Edwards Auto now and experience the difference. 3440 Blue Ridge Boulevard in Wahala and online at edwardsfordllc.com. If you've got unwanted visitors in your home or business, Clark's Termite and Pest Control stops them dead. We're talking about termites, mosquitoes, mice and rats, bed bugs, fire ants and all those other critters that just won't leave. Alongside delivering outstanding results, we make the process simple and stress-free. That begins with you getting a free estimate. Call us at 864-233-2847 or visit us at clarkspests.com. That's clarkspests.com for your free quotes today. 
Want more ACC sports? And want to hear from some really cool guests? Kelly Gramlich here. Check out my new podcast with Eric McLean. Gramlich and McLean. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Ooh-wee. You talk about lip smacking, finger licking, homemade fried chicken. I'm talking about the chicken basket on Highway 24 in Anderson. Delicious fish and oysters as well. Plus catering for any party. Call them now at 226-3242. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Mark Childress Show. We'll give way at the top of the hour to Tiger Calls. Coach Dabo Sweeney, voice of Clemson football, Mr. Don Munson. Hoping those guys are like totally chilled out and relaxed. That's what I'd like to hear. I don't know if does Dabo ever relax. I'm not sure he ever completely relaxes or is chill, but a much more mellow version, right? You got a, you had an off week. You get to relax. Get ready for Friday. This weird week. And a Friday night game. We shall see. All right, hey, let's go to the phone lines right now. Faxon Childress joining me. Faxon, Braves, up two to one. I know you're happy. Yeah, I'm extremely happy. And, you know, I don't want to say that both of us called this, but we both did predict the Braves to be up 2-1 after winning game three prior to the series. So right where we're expected to be and a chance to shut the door at home tomorrow. Yeah, I will say this, Faxon. You've been on this guy since going into last postseason. You are you know, maybe a stalker-esque level of fan of Ian Anderson, and that dude just continues to deliver in big moments. Yeah, Ian Anderson, you know, he was absolutely locked down as a, well, he's still technically a rookie, but as a rookie last year in the playoffs and in the regular season, just comes out and he absolutely shoves again. You see what he does in the postseason. You know, he has the lowest ERA in the history of the MLB for the first five postseason starts at 076 only two uh, earned runs and five postseason starts now. So, you know, this guy's a gamer, and he's just going to continue getting better. Only 25 years old. Yeah, uh, we're on with Fax and Childress. You can hear him Tuesday nights here in this time slot on 4th and 16 with Ellis Tolbert, where they talk pretty much exclusively college football. So I like to have Faxon on with me on Monday nights to talk Braves and uh, NFL and things like that. Uh, so Faxon, I just checked Twitter. I haven't seen it yet. It doesn't look like the Brewers or the Braves have announced their Game 4 starter for tomorrow afternoon. I have already gone on record that I think that we should bring Charlie Morton back on short rest and try to win it in Atlanta, right? If you put out Enoa and Smiley and try to do some kind of bullpen game, it just seems like the recipe for disaster. Once the Brewers start hitting, I'm just worried they're going to keep hitting, and that could go through Game 4 and even over into Game 5 because these guys have hardly even gotten a sniff of even a scoring opportunity in the last two games. So do you agree that we should see Morton on short rest, or would you go bullpen game tomorrow? Yeah, and I, uh, I know it kind of makes for boring radio, but I'm in total agreement. I am not even considering any other option other than throwing Charlie Morton on short rest tomorrow. And a big reason of that is because of the Braves' historical success in Game 5s. They have never won a Game 5 in the NLDS. In the history right. of the franchise, they've never won a Game 5. We saw what happened back in 2019 against St. Louis. We came out with not our strongest starter in Game 4, lost in extra innings, and then in Game 5 come out with Fulton Evich and then Max Fried. Both of them underperformed and obviously one of the worst memories in recent Atlanta sports uh, history with the 10-0 loss in the Game 5 to the St. Louis Cardinals. So I think you need to treat tomorrow like it's a Game 5, and I think all hands should be on deck aside from Max Reed and Ian Anderson. That includes Charlie Morton. That includes possibly, you know, a Smiley, other guys out of the bullpen. 
everyone needs to be available tomorrow except for Freedman Anderson. I would start Charlie Morton. I'm in agreement with you, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm not expecting to know that before we get off the air here in a few minutes, but if we do, we'll definitely let you know as we continue on with Facts and Childress. You can hear them Tuesday nights on 4th and 16 during this time slot, 7 to 8, with Ellis Tolbert. Hey, Facts, there was kind of a funny moment in the game today. I didn't get a chance to mention it earlier, but there was a pop fly that drifted foul in about the third inning of the game, and Braves legend and Hall of Famer Chipper Jones was sitting there. The ball literally came the foul ball comes right to chipper jones and he has the easiest catch of all time and he completely muffs it and of course jeff Jeff francoeur was on the tv broadcast was giving him the business he was trending on twitter as of an hour ago still for dropping that foul ball yeah you know andrew jones was sitting right beside him even freddie you know peeked through the uh, through the netting and said something to him and you know the whole Braves dugout <laughs> was going crazy at him so that was a really funny moment and Chipper you, you could tell it aggravated him a little bit like you could tell like he was smiling for the cameras but you know that, that bothered him a little bit yeah I think it uh, will too and I'm betting they'll be showing that one on the Jumbotron and uh at previous times um Faxon, you know, you're a little bit younger than me. In fact, you're a lot younger than me, so you don't necessarily remember some of the Braves' early playoff runs. But there have not been many times in the history of the Braves franchise since they've been in Atlanta and since they've been a regular playoff team where they just had that guy, that war daddy guy in the postseason that other teams were afraid of and just stepped up his game. And it'd be hard to really put someone even on the same level as what we've seen from Jock Peterson the last couple of games. It's Jocktober. Yeah, and honestly, like I'm not going to sit here and act like Jock Peterson, some elite player, but whatever he is on right now, he needs to continue taking it because he is. <laughs> and when when he gets to the postseason, he is just on a completely different level. We've seen this when he was on the Dodgers and multiple other teams. It, it's Jocktober. There's no other way to put it. I think he, he has to start tomorrow after what's happened these last three games. I mean, he's come into three separate games now as a pinch hitter and has two home runs and a single. So I, I think Jock Peterson has to be inserted into the starting lineup tomorrow, but it'll be interesting to see what Snicker rolls with and, you know, close out game at home tomorrow. You can't say that very often. It's not a thing that happens very often. So got a chance to close the door at Atlanta. Yeah, it will be. And and I'm torn on it, to be honest. I mean, there's part of me that's like, you've won two games in a row. You've used the same lineup in both of those games. Should we really change anything? But at the same time, I mean, Jock's got four RBIs and three plate appearances, and the whole rest of the Braves only have three RBIs, and they're batting like 182. So the big moment for Snit, I mean, this is why he gets paid the big bucks, to make this pitching decision, to make the lineup decision. And we'll hope it goes to Braves' way tomorrow. Continuing on with Facts and Childress, 4th and 16, Tuesday nights with Ellis Tolbert from 7 to 8. You can catch him there. Uh, Faxon NFL game tonight. It was a great weekend of college football. It was a wild day of NFL yesterday. It's a really intriguing matchup tonight between the Ravens and the Colts. And I uh, I stumbled over this a little bit earlier, and I actually didn't know this until earlier today when I was doing some research. The Baltimore Ravens have rushed for 100 yards or more for 44 consecutive games. That ties the NFL record that was held by the 1974 to 1977 Steelers. And we think about old school football, they ran the football a lot more back then. So what the Ravens are doing right now is really historic. And it's being argued, is this kind of smoke and mirrors? Is it weird? Or are they the best rushing team of all time because they have the ultimate weapon in Lamar Jackson? Yeah, and, you know, regardless of the context you want to put behind it, that is a ridiculously impressive feat to be able to run the ball well enough in 44 consecutive games for 100-plus yards. That's absolutely ridiculous. And a a big part of that can be due to crediting Lamar Jackson, 
who is probably the greatest weapon in the history of the NFL at this point, if we're being honest. We've never seen a player, even Mike Vick. I think Lamar Jackson, I'm of the opinion that he's already better than Mike Vick ever was, and the stats would back that up as well. Uh, he's the most dynamic player to ever grace the quarterback position in the NFL. So when you have a player like that, you got to give credit to Harbaugh and the offensive coordinator for the Ravens. And they're able to utilize him really well out of the backfield as a runner, as a passer, and as more. So it's a really impressive feat for Baltimore. You like them to break the record tonight, and are you picking Ravens over Colts? I like them to break the record tonight, but and I know the Colts are plus seven and a half now and big underdogs on the money line. I think the Colts are going to win tonight. I'm always going to bank on the theory in the NFL that when a team is pretty much playing for their season, you're going to get their best effort. Frank Reich has to know that. He's an experienced coach, a Super Bowl-winning offensive coordinator with the Eagles. The Ravens are coming off of a massive high beating the Chiefs after beating the Lions and then got another win last week. So I really think that the Ravens are going to kind of get complacent here um, and the Colts are going to jump them early and pull ahead and end up getting a win on primetime. And it'll be a big win for Carson Wentz and the Colts. Yeah, and I don't have the stat right in front of me, but it's something like five teams ever have made the playoffs after starting one and four. So you're right. The Colts' backs against the wall have to find a way to win tonight. So uh, wouldn't bet against you. I think it's going to be a toss-up tonight and should be a really good game. Starting to wrap things up now with uh, Facts and Childress. Facts and just some quick thoughts. I don't want to steal you guys' thunder from 4th and 16 tomorrow night, but some quick thoughts about uh, Tigers going up to Syracuse on Friday night. Yeah, I think that, you know, this is a big game for the team, weirdly enough, uh, from a confidence perspective and from an offense perspective, obviously. The offense has been completely porous this year, and, you know, I don't need to say that on this radio station for everyone to li- uh, that's listening to know it, but I think that this is a game where the offense is going to have the opportunity to get back on track given Syracuse has a lackluster defense, but Syracuse offense has gotten a little more dynamic. Their quarterback is a massive dual threat guy. He leads their team in rushing, and he had over 150 rushing yards last week against Wake Forest, who's a really good football team. So I think that we might see a little bit more of a high-scoring game as compared to the previous games, but I still think Clemson scores like 40 points or something outrageous. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm feeling good about uh, the Tigers. They're 17-point favorites. It'd be nice to see them cover a spread and get a really nice and easy win to start the second half of the season. Hey, Faxon, man, thanks for jumping on with me, and uh, we'll listen to you and Ellis tomorrow night on 4th and 16. Yeah, thank you for having me. Go Braves. Yeah, go Braves. Exactly, man. We usually sign off with a Go Tigers. Let's do a Go Braves. Let them take care of business. Then we'll worry about Go Tigers on Friday night. All right, just a couple minutes away from Tiger Calls with Coach Sweeney and the voice of Clemson football, Mr. Don Munson, will be there as well. Just some stats, as you know, I like to accumulate things from Twitter over the course of the week. I'll usually retweet these uh, and push them out there. Actually, Syracuse's running back, Sean Tucker, no player in FBS is responsible for a higher percentage of his team's scrimmage yards so far this season. He's responsible for 40.3% of his team's scrimmage yards. He has almost 1,000 yards total in total yards, you know, about 800 in rushing and right around 200 in receiving. So it really is stop Sean Tucker, which people have not been able to do so far this season. You stop Sean Tucker. You stop Syracuse. I really like Clemson's chances uh, knowing that fact going into the weekend. Another uh, little thing from the NFL, Austin Pendergast at AP13 posted this uh, yesterday, and I really liked it. Clemson wide receivers have already accounted for 29 catches, 467 total yards, and three touchdowns in week five of the NFL. 
Sammy Watkins still goes tonight for the Ravens. So it'd be great to see Sammy get in the end zone, have a big night as Clemson continues to try to cement themselves as wide receiver. You and then there's a local team here. I had uh, I had Coach Kelly on before the season started from Presbyterian. Presbyterian's quarterback Ren Hefley. He had the most pass attempts in an FCS game, 80, since Jeremy Moses had 85 for Sam Houston back in 2008. So the most pass attempts in the game in 13 years, his 50 completions have only been topped one time since back in 2012. So Coach Kelly's doing some really interesting and entertaining things besides not punting, besides not doing kickoffs. He's got the offense working as well. Record's not reflecting it yet, but give that guy some time. All right, folks, I've enjoyed hanging out with you. You can catch me every Monday night from 7 to 8 here on The Roar. This has been the Mark Childress Show. Tiger Calls up next. Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome to Tiger Calls with head coach Dabo Sweeney, presented by ClemsonTigers.com. Brought to you by Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Whether you're in the stands, at the tailgate, or in your living room, nothing goes better with football than Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union. Lending Tree. Shop and compare loans, credit cards, insurance, and more. IPTE. Supporting the success of Clemson student-athletes since 1934. Clemson Tiger Tigers.com, your number one source for all things Clemson Athletics. And now, here's your host, Don Munson. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome in to Tiger Calls, presented by ClemsonTigers.com here on this Monday evening. Clemson about to travel to Syracuse for a Friday night game in the Dome there in Syracuse, New York. So we'll talk a little bit about that one. Obviously, the open week. Hope that everybody had a grand weekend, a little time to, you know, you re-energize the batteries, get a little recharged, all right? So for the second half of the season here coming up, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, about that and see what maybe what Coach Sweeney did uh, over the weekend because I have zero idea what uh, what he did. Had have not caught up with with the coach, so we'll find out together uh, maybe what he did if he got away. Something tells me though he stuck around and watched the youngest Clay play a little football on her Friday night. So we'll find out if that is uh, the story. But Clemson and Syracuse coming up on Friday night. We'll have all of that for you, your telephone calls, all of that, and a whole lot more here on Tiger Calls here on this Monday. All right, so what did you do? Did you stick around here and watch Clay play 